I believe there is a God in many forms. Um, I believe there's also a goddess. I do not believe there is a physical being, God. I believe in the energies of, of God and goddess. We, we people say uh, Ram, Krishna, Shiva, Muslim, Shilla, Christian, Jesus. I've had the experience of God and I've that universal energy of goodness. In a sense, everything is God. God is everything. believe that there is a God. And we refer to God by the name of Allah. There is a source God has revealed and creators. His presence uh, in himself. I believe that there's a possibility of someone or something. I believe there's a God because of the content of the ultimate being that is energy and spirit. On the one hand, there's a lot of, you know, fighting and intolerance, but on the other hand, there's also a lot of unity consciousness happening, isn't there, more and more as well. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grammarica Show. We are going to be chatting with Rashmi a little bit later uh, about her documentary, I, God. Um which is pretty good. Bunch of other stuff. Um, but first, as always, C. Seti Graham Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? How was C. Seti practice? I didn't go. It was canceled. We just had another meetup instead. Are you going to go? Are you going to make up the practice time? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. How often does one practice for C. Seti? I don't know. Once a month while it's cold in the winter, at least. Anyways, yeah, I'm doing good. I feel like we're in a groove right now. We got lots of guests you guys coming. Guys, wear robes. No, but J- James wants to buy robes for our meetup group. Did James go, James go to the meetup? <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't make it. Huh. Anyways, it was so great. That's I met the meetup these, group for yeah, the guys that got kicked out of the other conspiracy meetup group. Well, there was two of us, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I admire that. But you guys are like, fuck it. I'll start. We'll start our own group. That's right. I kind of want to combine it with a no agenda meetup, like a Grimerica meetup, and have some regular conversations with people. Yeah. Have fun with that. Yeah. I'm sure you'll join us one of these days. Once in a while, maybe. I like to be elusive. I know. Eccentric. No commitment. Exactly. I'm surprised you've committed to this for so long, actually. Why is that? I don't know. I'm married with children. That's, that's true. a pretty huge that's commitment. True. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we got Rajmi Kilnani come up. That was quite a blast. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. she was fun. Yeah, she's she like was this a blast. spiritual James Bond. So this I God movie had like Neil Donald Walsh in it, uh, Deepak Chopra, Greg Braden, and a bunch of uh, people from all kinds of religious backgrounds talking about their belief in God answering a bunch of questions and kind of man on the street stuff as well. And then we also get into her books that she's written a bunch of books. So lots of uh, links in the show notes. It was a great chat with her though. She wants to come back on. Yeah. We're booked pretty solid right now. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're in a good uh, spot right now. We're booked, booked for a couple months. I've been letting some emails slip through the cracks. So if I'm, I haven't uh, responded to people, please uh, excuse my tardiness. Did you send I out noticed. any shirts lately? Yeah, send out two shirts lately. Where to? Anywhere neat? Uh, Toronto and uh, California. 
California. Oh, it turns out the uh, Jared Thompson on Facebook and the Jared Thompson on Twitter are one and the same. It's an Australian that is now living in Toronto. Is that maybe too much information to give out about a guy? <laughs> but I was confused. Because I was like, well, because after we talked about the show, you had mentioned an Australian backpacking through the States. And then the next time I seen him on Twitter, it said he was from Toronto, Canada. Oh, right. So oh, yeah, like, yeah, okay, like, yeah, yeah. two oh, different yeah. Jared's. Right. It turns out one and the same. Hmm. Interesting. Not really. So, yeah, um, we've got lots of, lots. We also want to talk about a couple of things. We have some previous guests and some listeners doing crowdfunding things we want to talk about on this intro. Absolutely. What else? Do you have any synchros? No, I don't have a synchro, but I do have a UFO quote. What happened to it doesn't have to be a UFO quote. That didn't last long. I don't know. I only got so much time to research shit. So, are you ready? Are you a Canadian or a Canadian can't? (laughs) Or a Canadian? This object came at us from the West. At first, it looked like a red-hot piece of coal about the size of a quarter held at arm's length. In a matter of seconds, it was as large as a ruler held at arm's length. This is when it came to a complete stop. The shape of the object was distinct. The body of the object was solid bright, and it gave off a pulsating red glow completely around the object. The object hovered a few seconds, then made a left turn and again hovered for a few seconds, then went straight up like a shot. We watched it until it completely faded beyond the stars. And that's from Patrolman Leroy A. Arborine, Dunellen, New Jersey, USA, December 20th, 1958. And the object was also witnessed by Patrolman B. Talada. Toledo? Talada? Talada. What's his name? B. Talada. B? Just the letter B? Initial B, yes. Benita Talada? Cold in the rain. What? Cold in the rain. Getting caught in the rain. Caught in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> we you were like, just talking. About, we were just talking about people that get lyrics wrong. <laughs> you like pizza colada? It's not cold in the rain. No, I'm getting caught in the rain. <laughs> Who wants to get cold in the rain? Who likes that? Well, nobody. That's the whole point. Is it? Yeah. Well, not nobody likes pina coladas. Lots of people like pina coladas. They're delicious. So what do you want to get into? Another story? Yeah, what story? Partly my story? A jingle? Is it... Can I play a jingle? Sure. Spam gram jingle? Hmm. Anything else? How about... Spam! Okay, so this is partly... I'm going to start off with my story. Oh, boy. A couple of years ago, I was looking up... I was listening to podcasts and stuff like that, and they talked about how you could see this uh, this energy in the sky, right? Sure. And I remembered seeing some, like, fuzz, sort of some... Some kind of energy in the sky, right? <clears throat> Anyways, 
skip forward two years. Is this the energy in Israel or is this different energy? No, this is different. This is just a new energy you never talked about before. It isn't like a craft or anything like that. It's just, just like... an energy? Yeah. An orb? <clears throat> no, no, no. Like a like plasma energy all over, kind of. What did it look like? So here's here's the thing. Skip Whoa, forward. No, skip, skip back. No, 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 because I have to explain how it looks in this next context, because this is when I really, really was able to see it. Okay. <laughs> so when I went camping on my own, right, and I was standing in this meadow, sitting in this meadow in a chair, looking Hiding up at the sky, tent. right, waiting for... No, this was before... I was in the tent before dark. <laughs> and it took forever for the sky to darken, right? I was up there for hours. It felt like sitting here. And I was looking at the sky. And it was blue, gray, like it, as it got dusk and darker, right? And I just finished a run. I don't know if this had anything to do with it. No, actually, I, I, now I know it didn't have anything to do with it. And I see all this uh, squiggly, squiggly bright lines in the sky, right? And it was when I was able to like relax, relax my vision. I could see these things moving around. Look at me. Like I could see these things look moving around, like dancing around the sky, like these bright squiggly lines. Right. And I was like, what is that? Is that like in my eyelid? Cause you can also see sometimes cells floating across your eyelid. Right. Like Rods dark lines. Cones. No, I don't yeah, think so. That's a fair. Really? Yeah. No, I can, no, because you can see them float around, and as you blink and turn around, yeah. you can see them float around. I don't think those are rods and cones. I think they are. I think they're just cells in your in your fluid. Well, I think they're like rods and cones. Or maybe it's even like an eyelash or something, or dust it's or whatever. An eyelash. Are you sure it's rods and cones? So when you blink and it moves, and you think that's a rod and cone moving I don't in your know, eye, maybe. I, I think those are in the back of your eye that help you see. I don't know, just keep jibber-jabbering. So anyways, I I couldn't get the thing out of my sight because I had seen this uh, this energy, right? And it was like when I relaxed my eyes and looked at it, right? Yeah. Stop looking stuff up. Just listen to the story, please. I'm I got... listening. Keep fucking so talking. So anyways, it was like I saw it for like hours, right? This energy, I didn't know what it was. It was in my eyes. Is it in my eyes? Is it in the sky? <clears throat> and I've heard people talk about it a little bit. So anyways, I got this sight. Uh, email from somebody okay what jingle up? what are those things you can see floating in your eye oh. <laughs> what is it those annoying little squiggly lines yeah. and cobwebs are called floaters and are experienced by about 70 percent of people oh there you go Actually, shadows cast by objects suspended in the clear gel-like substances that makes up the majority of the eye's interior. See? I told you. So that's that. Protein. Does it talk about bright, squiggly lines dancing in front of your vision? Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it says that just means you're a fucking meatball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then I get this email from Anna. Actually, we sent her a t-shirt, too. She said, love the show. You boys are a nonstop riot. I just made a $30 donation and was wondering how do I get one of those great t-shirts. Anyways, also, I would love for you to do a show on the 27 Club. It's such a great conspiracy, but it seems to have only remained as a rock myth legend or just fodder for mentally unsound bloggers. It would be great to hear a well-rounded show like yours delve into it and pick it apart. Well, Darren would be picking it apart. I'd be delving into it. You're just fucking all in on everything, eh? La Lastly, have you ever heard of people who can see energy falling from the sky, like luminous rain? Did you get that the same day you seen the luminous energy? No, it's energy? not. This isn't a synchronicity. It's just a listener sending in an email. And... I was like, what time was it when you seen your show? 
Oh, you think it could have been the same time? No. Have you ever heard of people who can see energy falling from the sky like luminous rain? I met a girl a few years back who claims she has been able to see this her whole life, and she has been told by other people with this ability that is the key to our energy crisis, that if we only harness this, we would stop mutilating our planet. Apparently, we could all see this energy if we wanted to, but most humans have cut themselves off from this kind of ability. You better believe I started looking out the window for a long time trying to see this energy, but to no avail. I'm very excited and curiously agnostic when it comes to the workings of our universe, so all this fascinates me. And I don't discount anyone's claimed experience right away. I was just wondering if you ever heard of anyone else claiming to have these abilities. So I emailed her back about my things. I hadn't told anybody at that point. I emailed her back and told her about about this stuff. About the Aurora Borealis, you see. So anyways, we went back and forth a little bit, and I was explaining how I think it works that if you have to, like, it's like those magic eye posters, right? But don't laugh. Look at me. You know, when you when you look at the magic eye poster and then you relax your eyes so you're not mm-hmm. focusing on it, and then you're you just like, it's it. like you're staring, you look through it, right? And then you start focusing and it pops out. So... That's what happens in the blue sky. So I went out. The car, unfortunately, it's winter and there's hardly any blue sky. Like by the time we get home from work, it's dark. So like really, I have no chance at looking at the blue sky for a while. But on one of the weekends, I stopped and looked at the blue sky and I did the little relaxation of the eyes and they popped up. Sure enough, I saw little squiggly lines. Chemtrails. So I was with my sister and I asked, we were talking about all this kind of stuff. And I said, stop with me here. And I want to do this experiment. Stare at the blue sky. Relax your eyes. What do you see? She sees these luminous squiggly lines dancing around. So what are they? What is it? Is it like, am I seeing like string, like quantum string in your eyes because your eyesight is back and you're like staring at the, what? Nothing. Or is it an energy in the sky? Like, is it actually in the sky and you're only able to see it because of the blue background or the, or the consistently gray or blue background? Like, I can't see it in... Cl- I, th- I don't think you can see it with clouds, like through clouds. But we, Joe, Joe, my sister, and I both saw it. What are you snickering about? It's obviously people are seeing it. What is it? is it? Is it like something inside your eye? Or is it like, are you... Because you're staring, are you staring at this quantum energy? Because it could be like, is it the strings and string theory? Light is really all the different colors of the rainbow, so. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) They are bright, like yellow luminous, like they're bright white. Yeah, you're just seeing like the flickering of the fucking. Of the atmosphere, like of the uh, dust in the atmosphere or something, something you think? Or something like floating around in there? I don't don't think that's it. It seems deeper than that. It seems more part of it. It's not like shit floating around because it's consistent no, it's no, like it's this not, consistent not, dancing not, everyone's not talking about this this is like the first time i've heard of it about sparkly sky <sighs> like fucking twilight shit what do you mean twilight shit sparkly skin so okay well anyways i i would like to know if listeners want to try that out try that like magic eye of the sky magic eye of the sky like Stare at the sky and then lose your focus. It's probably the aluminum fucking shaving particles. <laughs> no, I was in the middle of the forest when that or happened, right? In the middle of the mountains. Like, I was in a pretty clean atmosphere when I first saw it. Break and I've dust. seen it in the city, so. Break dust? Break dust. 
No, so I was I in the middle of the... No, don't start trying to make up silly explanations. I think it could be Northern Light. No, because when I saw it with it my sister, I wasn't effect? up north. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be up north for Northern Light. Yes, you do. There's Northern it's Lights less, here. Yeah, I know, but we're, nor we're fairly north. Like, if you're... 2,000 miles south. You weren't 2,000 miles south. Were you 2,000 miles south? No, but okay. I was like 1,000 maybe. Where's Phoenix? I don't know. How far is Phoenix from here? Oh, yeah, it's a three-hour flight, and it's pretty south. Like, it's not, you know, Because what south, is it? Isn't right? Aurora Borealis like photons, like, bouncing off the atmosphere? So, I mean, maybe that's happening during the it, day all as over, well. maybe. Maybe that's just the, just like, less really intense it. Aurora Borealis. I don't know. I don't think so. Well... It's a good theory. I like that theory better. But I, I can, just don't you know, we so. can just sit here and make shit up all day. <laughs> What's your theory? I don't know. I don't have one. Okay. Hmm. I'm hoping it's energy. It'd be yeah. nice if it wasn't like quantum flux in my eye. It'd be nice if I could use it to charge my phone. Now yeah. we're talking. That's right. Now we're fucking talking. Yeah. What's next, buddy? Uh, well, we got a couple things we want to talk about from listeners. I guess we'll start with James Jessel, first of all. He was a past guest. He's one of the few guys we've been able to have in the studio. Local guy, or at least he's traveling in and out of Calgary at times. We had a great conversation with him about psychedelics and nutrition. He's kind of on a, um, on a mission about talking about all this stuff and psychedelics and... Uh, He's writing and blogging and podcasting about it. And, of course, he's experimenting a lot as well. So, anyways, it's a, it's a www.patreon.com, James W. Gesso. And I'll put the link in the show notes, but he's a... What? Say that link again, because it didn't sound It's right. patreon.com. Slash? Slash James W. Gesso. But I'll, but I'll put it in the show notes. So, he, he's creating podcasts and writing on psychedelics and more. So what he's saying is he's been focusing on creating regenerative, accessible, and a public discourse on psychedelics and their implications across various schools of thought and culture. So he's done this primarily through writing in the form of essays, articles, short stories, and full-length books, and both of which are fund funded on Indiegogo. So he's done some of this funding before, and he's been published on like Reality Sandwich, Psych Press UK, Collective Evolution. There's a bunch of them. And he's contributed to the, you know, to this path through doing public talks, traveling across Canada, and teaching at over 50 events in the last four years. He's also been producing a podcast. So he's doing a lot of this, but a lot of his content is free. So I'm just sort of summarizing this now, but as an independent, he handles everything from content creation to the management of, of all his administrative needs. And of course, that requires a lot of time. So what he's, uh, what he's, he's, you know, he's hindered by fears, anxieties, and practical realities of high cost of being an independent author. And being that most of his digital content is created and offered for free, he's primarily supported by book sales online and via touring. So, but, uh, you know, representing this stuff in a niche of transgressive culture, this pool of abundance can be a shallow one. So he, he knows his path is to continue this, but he wants community support or he needs community support. So the funds are supporting this cultivation of further articles, podcasts, essays, and videos all offered free for the public and various online networks. So it's actually a monthly type support thing here, and he's got a few people signed up already. So I'm going to put in the show notes. Um, James was uh, 
was a great guest and we want to help him out with the stuff. So, yeah. What do you think, Darren? Head on over. Check it out. Are you going to cry? What do you mean? I had a weird little inflection there. No, not at all, buddy. Okay. Did you have a tickle? No. Sneeze? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Go check out. We, I, I don't know why. I, I was going to do the Patreon thing at one thing. but At one point, yeah. Yeah, for some reason, for whatever reason, I abandoned it. And then a couple months later, they got hacked, so probably for the oh, better. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. No, his books are very, very well, too. Actually, James, your your wife knew about James when we started the podcast, and then, like, two years later, he ended up in the studio. So I, her friend was friends with yeah. him, friend of a friend. I saw him speak at an event, and it was fantastic. Like, it was really, he's a really eloquent speaker. <clears throat> and he's been through, like, he's really open about the challenges he's been through as well and how psychedelics has helped him. I mean, I want to do mention, because you're going to be talking about this weed uh, conference thing, right? And and we're not advocating drugs here at all. Like I, I feel like uh, everybody needs to do that with balance, and and you know even with pot, it can become a dick thing. Like so, we're not you know advocating unhealthy use of of drugs. Just have reverence and balance, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> to each his own, I suppose. Do you want to get into yours right now, then? Into mine? Yeah, would be a better way to say that. Virtual. The first annual virtual cannabis health summit. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's January 23rd and 24th and it's basically a free live streamed global audience or seminar. It's a live stream seminar for free. That's right. Oh, wow. So, so what is it about? You get to see people talk about the benefits of cannabis and stuff. That's right. It's uh where's the thing here. We are going to talk about healing chronic symptoms with cannabis, understanding the health benefits of cannabinoids and terpenoids, treating pain with cannabis, the hidden wellness benefits of cannabis, can cannabis cure cancer, the truth about CBD, cannabis and pets, how the endocannabinoid system really works, cannabis and sexuality and treating kids with cannabis and much more. Hmm. That sounds cool. Anything negative about cannabis there? <clears throat> no. And there's, uh, looks like there's about three, the, the 21 speakers, Steve D'Angelo, a bunch of PhDs, doctors. Wow. Yeah, should cool. we get? And I think they'll sell the DVDs after. And if people are interested in that topic more, they can go back and listen to our Rick Simpson episode who was making the Phoenix Tears, that uh, oil that high intense, what is it? Uh, Rick Simpson extract. Oil. Yeah. Cancer cure and oil. Rick yeah. Simpson oil. Yeah. That was yeah. a great episode. So, Graham, you can link to the webinar, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Are you going to participate? Uh, may, I can probably catch some of it. I definitely can't dedicate an entire weekend. And we might have some guests on about that then as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we'll chase some of the guests. Sweet. So another, we might as well talk about another uh, crowdfunding thing. <clears throat> this is from uh, George, George C. He says, a big fan of the podcast here. Initially found you guys looking for more Randall Carlson interviews to binge on. I enjoy what you guys are doing. I create fun paranormal theme based merchandise 
with his artwork. He just wrapped up another successful Kickstarter campaign featuring Big, Bigfoot, Nessie, and UFO in brighter patches. And I'm getting ready to launch my next campaign, a ghost-themed artist merchandise set featuring glow-in-the-dark items called Ghost Guard. And that's starting up on Monday, January 25th. So it'd be great if we could get a mention from you on the campaign or your blog, social media. And he's going to send us a, a campaign full of these things. And I checked them out. They're pretty fun looking. All the Sasquatch like, patch? Yeah, I like that one. We and need then, some then, American patches. With the Moai. Yeah, we need some Moai patches. So anyways, he'd be doing a giveaway for our fans. He's all for that as well. And uh, yeah, so he wants to... Uh, Thank us for helping spread the word. We'll get some here for the studio. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put patches on my shit. Patches on your shit, really? Yeah. I'm a jacket. What, what jacket is that? A Hilti jacket. I've been looking for something to put over the Hilti. You're going to put the a- Alien Air Force on there? Yeah. <laughs> Cryptid Command, Bigfoot Nessie UFO no, Aliens. Cryptid Command. Bigfoot Army, <laughs> Sasquatch Brigade. I like it. It's pretty funny. It is. It's kind of like cartoonish, and it's got like official membership kit. There you go. Yeah. You could be a member, Graham. Sure. Another club you could be a member of. <laughs> Thanks for the email, George. George. George the Jungle. Yeah. All right, buddy. Anything else? Yeah. What's next? Yeah, we were on the skeptical there. The, oh. Yeah, yeah. You should talk about Keep forgetting about that. Yeah. I think the first two are released now. The first two, we went on with Alex and RPJ and talked about a couple of movies. Yeah. Ex, co- Ex Machina. Yeah. So he's got a couple of podcasts that were released there. Ex Machina, ignoring the, is, is that movie ignoring the hard problem of consciousness? And uh, is Red Lights the worst movie about parapsychology ever made? Those only. are the titles of his podcast. So you can get a, idea of what we talked about with Alex. Alex is a great host and he's a friend of the show. Absolutely love his podcast. I'll plug it. Skeptical. I never miss a single one. Some of my all-time favorite podcasts are in the Skeptical Bundle there. Yeah, Alex is great. Red's always uh, fun. Um, I think there's still one more to come out too. We're talking about Mr. Robot. Yeah, did you enjoy the, uh, doing that? Yeah, that was yeah. fun. Yeah, it's always fun to connect with Alex. Whoa. Yeah, he's doing great work over there. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks a lot for having us on, Alex. And so I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. People can go check out his podcast and check out uh, the ones that we were on. And check out all the rest. I think he's got 300 of the fucking Yeah, he thing. does, yeah. yeah. A lot of it is uh, on consciousness science and, you know, parapsychology, near-death experiences, stuff like that. Really good stuff. We're only at 150. I know. All for free. Speaking of which, uh, check out the website, grimerica.ca slash support. Uh, check out all the different ways you can, uh, the different plans. There's a bunch of different payment plans there or uh, one-time donations. Um, and check out those. We've got a bunch of people signed up for our monthlies. Those are what really, those really help us pay the bills, keep the heat on, and uh, keep the show coming at you. It uh, helps us keep it ad-free. Sponsor free. We don't have to, you know, feed you any bullshit. You just have to listen to us beg for money. <laughs> That's true, which we weren't going to do at the start, but then we realized that it's kind of getting, there is an expense to this every month. It gets easier. 
It does. Yeah, we really want to thank everybody for the support. So have you put the shirts up uh, yet I on did. the website? Oh, you did? I did. So that's a donation of, what, 25 U.S. or more, I guess, if you want to do that, and send me an email, and I'll, I'll ship it out to you. Yeah, and if you're not in North America, it is 30 U.S. dollars more. Right. So yeah, I've shipped them all the way to Australia, and there's so there's a Bigfoot, a uh, couple Bigfoot shirts, Take the Shot and Save Sasquatch, based on a, an episode we did, and there's also the traditional Grand America Moai with the headphones on connected to the UFO and smoking a little something on the grass. I'm sorry. I wonder what he's smoking. Little mofo. Yeah, we should get some coffee mugs next. You think so? I don't know. What was, I, what the next I still have lots of shirts left. Like I spent four hundred bucks getting shirts, so pay, I got Graham's got to pay his credit card off before we start buying mugs. Wouldn't if mugs are cheaper than shirts? Probably. <laughs> Harder to ship though. Probably more expensive to ship. Yeah, probably. That's where they get you. Yeah. We need to get in bed with a multinational shipping conglomerate. Ugh. Yeah, that's just what we need. Angel investor. <laughs> Whoever just won the Powerball, please get in touch with Grand America. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? It's a Grand America. It's one of my. It's a Grand America. In the first side. A Grand America listener. I would. I'd keep doing the show if I won half a bill. What's a bill? A million. Billion. Oh, billion. <laughs> You'd keep doing the show. Yeah, yeah daily. Maybe. Uh, no, maybe no. not daily. Not daily, Jesus. Fuck. But we could do it whenever we want. I mean, yeah. We? <laughs> <laughs> you still be at work? Come over to my fucking $100 million mansion and podcast in the basin. Just kidding, buddy. I'd retire, yeah. All right. Thanks, buddy. I'd do the same for you. Would you? Yeah. The better, you motherfucker. Uh, so, no more feedback? No, no that's it, buddy. Yep. So thanks for all your emails. We love getting it. Uh, Graham at GrahamAmerica.com. G-R-A-H-A-M at GrahamAmerica.com. Yeah. Uh, check out the support page, GrahamAmerica.ca slash support. The t-shirt picks are finally up. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Well, we can get all of that shit in the outro. We might as well just jump into the chat. Yeah, and I got all that. All, it's all in notes, too. So if you click on the yeah. show notes for whatever platform you're you're listening to this on and, and you can get to how to support we have a doobie doobie do list on there and we haven't got a review in months really not months weeks review the show please that does help the iTunes algorithms motherfuckers grammar.ca <coughs> slash iTunes uh, enjoy the chat with Rashmi and we'll see you in the outro
All right, with us today we have Rashmi Kalmani, and she was uh, she's been a co-producer of the movie I God, but she's also a modern mystic, an energy and healing master, an author, teacher, and a channel. She's written a few books, one called The Divine Mother Speaks, The Buddha Speaks, Shiva Speaks. Lots of interesting stuff to talk about. Some of it we've uh, we've talked about before on our show. I definitely want to get into uh, this movie, I God, who had a bunch of, you know, famous kind of new age people, religious people, all talking about their version of God. So um, without further ado, thanks for coming on the show, Rajmi. Welcome. Thank you for having me on the show, guys. It's a big hello from London, England, where it's quite rainy, as usual. (laughs) Yeah. It's about minus. When I woke up this morning, it was minus 29 Celsius. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would take some rain right now. Yeah. <laughs> as long as the temperature warmed up with it. Otherwise, I guess it would just be more snow. Yeah. The good thing is we'll, we'll get over this cold week, and then it should be good for the rest of the winter. We're supposed to get a Chinook on uh, on Tuesday. It's supposed to be that's plus good. two. That's good. I, I love uh, London and, and England. I've been there a few times, and besides the weather, of course, but I, I'd love to go back for like a summer trip or something, just drive around for a couple of weeks. Yeah, England's a great place. I'm very happy to be yeah, doing the morphogenic energy work for the planet, you know, out of Kensington, London. I've uh, been doing that for years and years, oh, nice. working with the Ascended Masters and the Archangelics and other off-the-wall stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of that stuff, so how did you be- begin uh, making this movie? Or, or what, uh, you, you were speaking in the movie as well, you had a part in the movie um, talking about talking about all these topics. How did you end up sort of getting involved with this whole project? Because it's quite the project with a lot of very fascinating people. Well, I, um, I was living in London and I was uh, working with teaching Reiki masters from across the globe. And then I had um, cancer, breast cancer. And uh, I knew that this was part of my spiritual journey and that um, it was to take Reiki into hospitals and show transmutation and all sorts of things. Mm. Anyway, uh, because I used to heal people of that, you know, as a psychic surgeon and a healer and a teacher and a Reiki energy master healer of 20 modalities of energy medicine. Anyway, I work with um, the Christ Yogi Mahavatar Babaji in a transcendental way. He's the the Christ, uh, the Ascended Masters here to take all seven billion into Christ consciousness, which is unity consciousness. And so I'd barely recovered from two operations, chemo, radio, eight months of intensive treatments. And Babaji said, get your passport ready for America. You're going to go there to help wake up the spiritual leaders of America. Wow. And I, and I thought, oh my God, what does he mean? And he said, <laughs> you know, <laughs> anyway, then just in the last days of selling my flat in London, which is my, was a temple where I used to teach Reiki masters and held energy on off the busiest road on the planet, one of the busiest roads, the Cromwell Road going into London of meditation in this cave, uh, you know, it was my studio. I sold the flat. And in the last 21 days, Babaji said, channeled this book called The Divine Mother Speaks, The Healing of the Human Heart. So that happened. And um, then I was in America several times over for the publishing of the book, and I was working strongly with one of the fathers of the New Age, Leonard Orr, who's given rebirthing to the planet by, well, Babaji as well. And I don't know if you've heard of Leonard Orr, but um, he's, you know, 40 years in the New Age. And so I was working on his healing journey and traveling with him across the globe. And so I landed up in Charlottesville, Virginia, and uh, somebody said, I went to some book signing and 
they said, we're introducing you to the publisher. And he turned out to be the number one publisher of channel books on the planet. So I was on the list of the New York best-selling authors uh, to, as speakers of this film before my book was even published. So that was something. Wow. <laughs> and um, this was all happening, I'm sure, because the Ascended Masters and Archangelics were wanting this to happen. And, you know, I just follow the journey. And so anyway, the Divine Mother book was published. And then Robert, the, then Babaji said in, on the trip to London, I was um, working with energy out of three continents, India, where my mother lived, and uh, America and uh, Europe, England. And so <clears throat> uh, Babaji suddenly said, we'll go to America now and make spiritual film. And I thought, okay. And uh, I had never made a film before or anything. So I met Woody Allen and I thought, well, I'm supposed to make this film with Woody Allen. So I asked him and he thought, he thought I'm some sort of Bollywood chick, you know. <laughs> and he said, you, because I'm kind of Indian origin, even though I'm global intergalactic. And so anyway, um, that didn't happen. And, uh, and then Bob said, why don't you make this film with us called I God with Neil Donald Walsh, who was one of his authors and his uh, great friend. And I didn't really want to because I wanted to make a film called I Goddess rather than I God, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, then it all started unfolding from there, guys. Wow. So can you, can we back up a bit and, and explain to people how your, like how your channeling works? We've, we've talked about it a little bit on the show, but just to give people that aren't too familiar with it, like how do you receive your, your guidance or your messages? Like is it through meditation or some sort of trance? Well, um, you know, I started my journey. I was a jet-set lady, and I had homes across the globe. I married a very rich man. And at a very young age, I realized that this wasn't the be-all and end-all. And I was in Dubai feeling very unhappy. And then I manifested a meditation teacher, and it reawoke me to my past lives and healing journey. And uh, then I went on to going to America, reading the Celestine Prophecy, mm -hmm. meeting my guru, Guru Mai, in upstate New York, um, studying Reiki, and then going on to teaching Reiki. And so at each stage of the journey, my uh, spiritual powers were awakening more and more to when I was a little kid by the Great Pyramid of Giza. My father was the editor of the Times of India newspaper. And so we'd lived in Egypt for the first six years years of my life and then in London, England for the next three before we went back to India when I was 10. And so these siddhis, which are they're called siddhis in Sanskrit or the gifts of, uh, you know, being able to connect to all these energies were coming through more and more through the different streams of Reiki energy mastery that I was teaching and the other 20 modalities of energy medicine that I first learned and reawakened to and then taught. But really, I was an old soul, and I was just re-remembering my past lives in ancient Egypt and ancient Tibet and uh, Native American lifetimes and so on. And now it's like second nature. So when I channel the Divine Mother Speaks, you know, I literally, you know, my voice doesn't change or anything. But I work with an uh, Reiki energy master teacher, a uh, Babaji devotee friend of mine called Amruvati, and she transcribes where I rattle out the books. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. In 21 days, I rattled them out. So, and but you see, I don't see a separation between myself and Mahavatar Babaji or the other archetypal energies. So, my second book was uh, at the request of my publisher, Robert Friedman, who's co producer of I God. And uh, 
Uh, I didn't really want to do that because I hadn't been guided myself. But then this voice of Buddha started speaking through me because I was working with Buddha and Jesus and Mary and Kuan Yin and all these beings in psychic surgery and Reiki initiations and advanced sound wave energy therapy and so on. And so that happened. And But it's really my own Buddha nature within me, you know. And so, at, uh, in, you know, in my first book, The Divine Mother Speaks, The Healing of the Human Heart, we talk about relative reality where we are individual personalities such as the three of us here Mm -hmm. and at the core we are the unified field of consciousness which is the oneness which is called christ consciousness uh, at the quantum level which is what quantum physics understands as well very well now and uh, we have omit goswami a quantum physicist who was in further down the rabbit hole as well and I think he was in The Secret, I'm not sure. Yeah, we had him uh, on a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so he he's uh, also in our film, I, God. So, so, so what was the difference between The Buddha Speaks then and, and that? So that first book, The Divine Mother Speaks, kind of about the unity consciousness and all that, and then The, the Buddha was more about your, your own internal Buddha. How did that differ? Um, well, I... I'd love for you guys to read the books and maybe uh, Sarah can send you some copies and we can do further shows, you know, on these different energies because it's very broad-based topics. But basically, unity consciousness is one and these are just the different parts to to waking up. And this is a wake-up cycle, 26,000 years we've been sleeping Mm -hmm. and now it's time to wake up. And so it's an exciting time on the planet. And um, basically, the Divine Mother Speaks, the healing of the human heart is the goddess Hathor of ancient Egypt speaking uh, as the aspect of the Divine Mother energies. And these these energies exist within all of us. And the Divine Feminine has been suppressed for 26,000 years. And now it's time for that energy to rebalance with the male energies within us. And these are not to do with sex, really. They're just to do the, the Divine Mother Goddess energies, to do with being, allowing. We are human beings, not human doings. Manifesting, you know, the void energy, the the Mahamudra energy, the nothingness energy, and so the Divine Mother speaks, healing the human heart is uh, Reiki energy mastery made simple, which is universal life force energy made simple. The basic tools of healing, the archetypal energies of the universe, the difference between absolute and relative reality, and a powerful, simple handbook where we have the energy behind the words that can help people shift very quickly and reawaken to their own wisdom within themselves. The Buddha speaks, on the other hand, is, you know, um, about Neti Neti, which is a part where we we, we come to piercing the whales within us through going uh, into neither this nor that, as opposed to I am this and that. And, uh, um, you know, uh, non-doership, detached witnessing. And I'm asking Lord Buddha questions in the now moment that are contemporary questions that all seekers are asking uh, for the now time vis-a-vis the, the, the Buddha's teaching, uh, the wisdom. Wow. So it's quite quite interesting and quite powerful for, um, you know, because different people connect to different energies. A lot of people read all three books. The third book is Shiva Speaks, Conversations with Mahavatar Babaji. The first part of the book, I was reluctant, but uh, my publishers and editors wanted me to speak about my own story a little bit as a channel and, you know, things like that. And my connection to Babaji and a little bit of the story that I have with Babaji, because I never met him in the body, but I've, he used to appear in my studio in transcendental form and uh, has uh, been my uh, guide, boss, friend, everything ever since. And he is 
Lord Shiva, you know, aspect of Lord Shiva, and he's very much talked about in the autobiography of a yogi. Have you guys read that book? No, I haven't. Right. Well, it's quite famous, and recently there's another film called, I think, it's about Swami Yogananda, and uh, I think it's called The Awakening or something like that, and it's done very well all over the world, and uh, so, uh, you know, that's connected very much to Mahavata Babaji, the Christ Yogi. He taught Jesus, Moses, Elijah, and he's immortal being and comes and goes in different bodies at different times on earth. Wow. That, that's something that I, I thought I might see a little bit more of in the movie in the I God movie was um, about past lives and reincarnation and that. I mean, it was touched on a little bit. Yeah. As I said, I'd like to make another film. Yeah. Uh, this was really Neil Donald Walsh's film. And uh, I wanted to bring the new voices uh, of the now moment. You know, I've got my own radio show, the Rashmi Kilnani show, where I've interviewed, you know, Laura Eisenhower and Mm -hmm. Jim Self. And, you know, the people that that I feel are the the new voices. I wanted to interview Matt Kahn, but he's suddenly gotten too busy. And um, but, uh, you know, Tom Lesher, people like that. And also to talk more about the goddess energy, because... But I God has a very important place because you know these are the new New York, new York best selling authors. These are the spiritual leaders of America. Mm-hmm. What Babaji's vision for me uh, was came true because I was behind the camera asking the questions, and so I was able to bring very high energy uh, in the room. And so I'm a bit of a spiritual James Bond in that sense. You know, things happen behind the scenes, obviously within free will and the higher good. It's never voodoo, um, but. Um, to for me in the film, the stars of the the film are the people on the street that have been interviewed. Yeah, that was interesting having a very uh, yeah a candid look at what people people think. I, I thought that was very very powerful. But you know, I'm the only one in the film who brings the goddess perspective to the film, and I'm the only one who, you know, when asked the question, "What do you believe?" I say, "Well, God is God, goddess, and not a belief." It's an experiential understanding. It's a knowingness. Just as we know the sun will rise the next morning, you know, we don't believe that. We know that. It's in our bones, in our blood. We we have an experiential understanding of that. So, yeah, I think, you know, we can make further films. But I think this film is really powerful for this current time when there's things like ISIS happening and uh, so much religious unrest is being inculcated in the name of politics and divide and rule. And so, and also for the, the the people that are waking up, but even for the people that are mature on the part, I mean, like you and I, I think it, it, it's a very meaty film, isn't it? I mean, you can watch it several times over and it does make you go a bit deeper and deeper into these uh, very important questions about why are we here? Is there good and bad? Is there heaven and hell? You know, do mm-hmm. we believe life and death? And what does God want from us? And what is life about? Yeah, yeah, it definitely gets pretty deep. Um, I, I, uh, I was thinking about um, the 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 near death experience thing. Like when you talk about uh, heaven and hell, and I thought there'd be a little bit more maybe on on near death experiences and people that are, like it, it seems to me like. The judgment may not come from God, but it might come from, like you had it in the film a couple times there about people's, uh, you know, how they've touched people during their life and when they have a, a near-death experience that 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 uh, that happens, right? They feel the the remorse and the, all the feelings of, of how they've interacted with people. Yeah, when I'm asked that question of, you know, 
um, I, I do talk about that once you leave the body, you have a review of that lifetime and you yourself become, you know, the heaven and hell aspect. In other words, you, you review that life and decide how you would like to do things differently the next time mm-hmm. and uh, which bits, you know, and it's not a judgment thing really. It's more just, you know, you came down, you had a script and you had certain lessons you wanted to master, etc. And then you look at that and, and, and then you might come back again to do it a bit differently or tweak something or relearn a particular lesson because earth is a, is a school, you know? Yeah. You guys had so many, so many different, um, I don't know if experts is the right word, but you had, uh, um, you know, Catholic people on there. All, basically, all the different religions were represented and in, in, uh, all the major ones anyways were represented in some sort of opinion. And it's funny how all the all the people, not, not, the, not the people on the street, but the people that were really like starring in the movie were so sure of, you know, they're all so sure of what they believe. And yet yeah. a lot of their beliefs are are different yet there's got to be some commonalities did you did you see any threads after working on the movie and seeing so much so many people talk about these questions did you see some real common threads between them definitely didn't you feel that though people were speaking in different colors that the you know it was just like a box crayons you know different colors but the same box that the that the you know it's just different ways of uh, describing the different parts to the one one place of peace and love and you know compassion and those sort of things you know so where do you suppose uh we've kind of gone wrong in a sense like how have we and you know throughout the film it seems like it's a it's um it's it seems like you know to, to everyone personally it's all about love and connection and oneness but i mean when you expand it over the broad spectrum i mean you get kind of what we've got today with i mean isis is a perfect example but there's i mean that's kind of everywhere on every uh, street corner almost not well maybe not that perverse but well we have two worlds emerging you know the the new earth and the old earth so um, on the one hand, there's a lot of, you know, fighting and intolerance. But on the other hand, there's also a lot of unity consciousness happening, isn't there, more and more as well, compared to the last 26,000 years where there's been so much bloodshed and some, you know, the crusades and all this sort of stuff. Um, like England is a melting pot of all sorts of religions and people, and so is India, and so is America, really. And uh, so we have both things going on. And I think a film like this can really help people to slow down and go within and ponder these questions and not just be mesmerized by their televisions and by the mind control of the powers that be. You know, this conspiracy stuff is not not really conspiracy. It's a fact, you know, that a few families control this planet. But ultimately, this dark light, you know, is within each and every one of us. And it's up to each and every one of us to make these shifts within ourselves and that's the only way forward. We can't just blame our governments and the uh, powers that be. W- would you agree with that? Yeah, I would probably agree with that. It just seems like whenever you get a bunch of us together, 
<laughs> I, I think it depends on your perception, like like she's saying, Darren. Like if if you're watching TV all the time and you're going to have a though. different position, yeah. But you could also look at it like she is and saying, look yeah. at like in Calgary. This is an example in Calgary, for example. I took Reiki Reiki courses a year yeah. or two ago, and when I got connected with that sort of spiritual community and people learning about themselves and taking responsibility for their lives and and well, I don't think that community is a real problem. No, no. But what I'm saying is like. If you look at it in that respect, there's all these people teaching Reiki in our little city of Calgary, and there's That's hundreds right. of people learning this every month. That's like it's crazy right. when you look at it. So if you're to look at the spiritual growth, just from an example like that, compared <clears throat> to what we see on the news, which is like you know people mass shootings and murders and all that, it's a completely different different aspect. It's almost like the new age is it, the new world. It almost like it has to be polarized for a while and accelerate in this polarization exactly. before like, something exactly. shifts. Well, that's a wonderful point you've just made because, you know, I'm one of the, the main te Reiki teachers in the world, you know, vis-a-vis -vis holding so many frequencies of so many types of Reiki, which are beyond just Yusui and Tibetan Reiki mastery. We have Sekam, Seishim, Karuna. Uh, Rakuke, Karuna Reiki, exactly, <coughs> which is really powerful. Many, many streams. And, uh, you know, uh, I said to Neil Don Walsh, you know, that Reiki is the biggest movement on the planet oh. in the spiritual uh, realms in current time. And he wasn't very happy about that. Really? But that is a, but, but that is a fact. You know, many people haven't heard of Neil Don Walsh, for example, but everybody, most people have heard of Reiki, many, many more. And, and you know, it's non-denominational. There's no one person, you know. Now, there are thousands of Reiki masters on the planet. Uh, most people have received a session or have, you know, come across something to do with it. And so it's a very empowering way in which uh, the Archangelics and the Ascended Masters are helping the wake-up cycle on this planet hmm. within free will and the higher good, which are the two biggest principles of Reiki. And so exactly, you know, I think, you know, and the Divine Mother Speaks, The Healing of the Human Heart, my first book, these are energy transmissions. In other words, when you read these books, you, you get the energy behind the words. It's not just a whole load of intellectual understanding of spiritual truth. And unfortunately, in the New Age movement, there's a lot of just, you know, lots of knowledge and lots of sort of theoretical stuff. And then people aren't sharing their food in the break, hmm. you know, yeah. whereas a taxi driver or just somebody off the street or a fisherman or sometimes people in all sorts of walks of life, including politicians, might be a bit more, you know, sharing of what they have. And so the hand that feeds is much greater than the hand that prays. Yeah. And so love has to be in action. And, uh, you know, one of my jobs has been to go into these different spiritual movements and shake them up. Because for me, it doesn't matter how famous a person is or whatever. It's all to do with how much love there is. And love is in sharing, isn't it? Love is in, you know, you know, considering the other, not just ourselves, even if we don't agree with the other. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. You you talk about the Reiki being such a big movement. I never really thought about it that way, like extrapolating it to the to the whole globe. But it is one of the easiest way to see experiential and evidential, um, or sorry, ev yeah, evidential. Uh, um, benefit. Like I've had multiple experiences that I just can't deny through Reiki that like I've helped people heal. I've been healed myself, not healed, but, um, you know, like made to feel yeah. better. I mean, it's sure. really, it's really yeah. a simple, a simple process to, to, yeah, to, to see the evidence yourself. 
It's very, very powerful. And I do recommend the book, The Divine Mother Speaks, The Healing of the Human Heart, because after Sekhem, the next system would have been Hathor, uh, because the the Sekhem system, you know, is the the power of powers. And um, the goddess Sekhmet in that initiation at master level shifts to goddess Hathor, which is the more benevolent aspect. And she was the goddess of celebration, the sky goddess, fertility goddess, love goddess, etc. Well, most of the ancient Egyptian temples are dedicated to the goddess Hathor and her consort is Ptah. But um, I, I could have created another Reiki system, but I didn't want to get into the politics because even within Reiki there can be politics, mm-hmm. you know. And I just wanted to create, a, to channel a very high energy book that would freely be available to those that are ready. These books are not yet bestsellers because these books are ahead of their time. But all the radio show hosts of America have done over 150 radio shows, <laughs> you know, really got stuff out there. And and these are the spiritual leaders of America and Canada and, and you know, across the globe. And they, they have read these books and they've been shifted by them and they have presented them to their audiences and <clears throat> other spiritual leaders like Leonard Orr. So... You know, as each person shifts, we 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 take we we get into the the twelfth monkey syndrome. What is it? Hundred monkey syndrome. You know, which is that then the morphogenic shift begins to happen. So I think what we focus is what we get. So attention plus intention, as is talked about in the Divine Mother Speaks, is universal law equals manifestation. So let's focus our attention on peace. Let's focus our attention on how we can co-create. And that's the energy for 2016. And this book, uh, this film, I God, can really help people. Unfortunately, currently, you know, when I when I pushed for it through social media last year, when it first came out, it wasn't yet properly available on Amazon, etc. Now it is. Oh, okay. And, I was going to uh, ask you about that. Yeah. And all the, it's on iTunes, it's on Beyond Words and it's on Amazon. And, oh, and good. The, okay. the links are on my website, rushmikilnani.com. But we also have a wonderful website, you know, igodthefilm.com. And I have a page on Facebook, igod. And, uh, you know, though we have such famous people like Deepak Chopra, Mariam Williamson, James, James Wan Prague, Alan Cohen, um, you know, some of the major rabbis and, and, and pagans and quantum physicists like Omid Goswami, Barbara Marks Hubbard. Uh, it, it's a little bit of a shame that these famous people haven't put it out there more. I mean, you know, Mariam Williamson tweeted it and, and Deepak Chopra said it was a great honor for him to be in the film. And I really would have thought that these these guys would have done a bit more for it because people don't know what they don't know. And if they don't know the film exists, then, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So That's uh, America's problem, I sold, too. I sold, the roof over, I sold the roof over my head to go to America on my ATM mission uh, to do the jobs I had to do with the three books and the film and yeah. uh, morphogenic work and, and the radio shows and, you know, the uh, healing of uh, particular uh, individual spiritual leaders and other people in the States and across the globe. So I'm hoping that, you know... Um, this film does get out there. So thank you for, you know, helping to, to do that because we really do need peace on this planet now. Otherwise, we're, we're going to blow each other to pieces. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really an interesting film because it's not very often you get to see Greg Braden, Neil Donald Walsh, and uh, and Deepak Chopra in the same same room talking about stuff. Like, it's... Uh, it's really cool, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a sense that 
these guys like Greg Braden and uh, and Deepak, especially, that sort of bring science into their into their philosophy. I think they have a better grip on reality than than our mainstream science does right now. I think they're kind of looking at the whole picture. And, you Absolutely, know, and, uh, because they're bridging metaphysics with physics, yeah, and you know, yeah. uh, physics is finally through quantum physics catching up with metaphysics, <laughs> and yeah. it's really slowed things down in a in a weird kind of way. I mean, we've had a lot of progress through science. I'm not knocking science, however, you know, as shamans and as metaphysical creatures from many many lifetimes, we 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 understand a lot of stuff. Recently, I met a wonderful 21 year old. Um, I live in hotels and in Kensington, London, where I live. And uh, he was from Oman and he he was uh, studying quantum physics at the uh, Imperial College. And I started talking to him about metaphysics and I said, please talk to me about qu- quantum physics. And we had the most exciting conversation and it was so in, in, in sync, you know. And he was sort of one of these pioneering indigo children or whatever you want to call them, crystal children, that is, you know, got a vision to 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 bring... Uh, the, a bridge between these two in in uh, mainstream education and then further on, you know, hopefully in science and uh, in all sorts of fields, many of these younger people are going to do that. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before the old guard sort of, you know, goes yeah, away and open. dies yeah. off. Yeah, and <laughs> not to be too blunt, Darren. <laughs> are you, are yeah. you thinking about uh, or have you thought about putting your books on on audio at all? Well, yeah, I should do that at some point. Yeah, we, I mean, being podcasters, I'm always listening to, I always have more time to listen to a book than to read one. So it might be a good idea, especially you being in radio too. You probably have a lot of listeners that would uh, resonate with that. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Even if I just do parts of the book, even. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to mention as well before I forget all the different modes of healing and all that. I wanted to talk about the advanced sound wave stuff. Can you talk about that a little bit? It's, it's something that just sound, sound healing. And, um, this, it just fascinates me that is that Reiki related or no, not, not really. Um, it, it's a whole big subject again, but I'll, I'll get into it a little bit. It's interesting. You brought it up. Um, you guys are obviously very clued in. Um, the website for that is www.reiki-energy-mastery.com. I do recommend everybody go look at that website. It's 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 also if you get into rashmikalani.com, it'll take you to there. Okay. That one, and then there's a quite a detailed thing on advanced sound wave energy therapy. Basically, years ago when I was a Reiki master, I was introduced to a couple of ladies that arrived from America, <clears throat> and. Um, uh, I, it was just so clear that we knew each other from ancient Egypt and all of this stuff. And then they, they worked on the energy, which they do in the aura, and it's non-touch, and it felt like laser beam energy. And I just knew I knew this energy. It was a very grounded energy, and uh, they called it advanced sound wave energy therapy. And it came to a Reiki master. Well, in a way, I suppose it is connected to Reiki in one way. It came to this Reiki energy master who was a scientist in the Washington, D.C. area. And uh, basically, it's inaudible sound. And mm-hmm. it was given by Archangel Raphael and Christopher. And it's all to do with frequency and it's to do with the grid. And we are electromagnetic, you know, and the planet is electromagnetic. And so this, the sound is, is the most powerful secret of healing on the planet. You know, we, uh, Reiki is a light modality. Yeah, it yeah. comes from the crown down into the heart and through the hands. In Sekhem, it comes down from the crown into the heart 
to the center of the planet and then back up through the heart and then out of the hands or however it comes out through the voice or the being. And Sekhem is very present here now. Uh, advanced sound wave energy therapy works on the elect on the grid and it's it just grounds you. There's there's very easy techniques for cellular memory release, past life. You know, I can just rattle out people's past lives through just doing the cellular memory release stuff and taking them to the point of their death in that lifetime, looking down, seeing the lessons. Then, for example, if somebody's been raped by somebody, you know, seeing the connections that go to a previous life where they may have done the same thing to this person, etc. Right. And um, and it's very grounded. So it's it it, it it's just it, it clears all sorts of stuff, you know. And no. you're just basically pulling pulling stress off the the the, the system. And that's uh, not done through like tuning forks yeah. or anything like that. It's done through no. energy. It, it, you, you learn hand positions and, you're, and the energy just comes to you through doing advanced sound wave energy therapy, master level one. And uh, basically these hand positions work on the neuropeptides and the neurotransmitters. And you're not touching the body, but you start around the nostrils and you're using two fingers and the energy comes through you like a laser energy. I mean, it's just beyond magic, you know. When my when my Reiki energy masters study advanced sound wave energy therapy, they use it more than psychic surgery. They use it more than Karuna. They use it more than all the other millions of tools that they have in their toolkit. From you know, if, you know, because I'm sort of teaching the healers that or have been, you know, that are advanced, and so they study maybe in the past they used to study for four or five years studying all these. But they, they once they study advanced and energy, and it's just so easy. But unfortunately, it's not very out there. And, uh, of course, people, when they're receiving it, can also feel certain sounds, you know. Oh, okay. But yeah. uh, sometimes they don't. And it's very powerful. So a lot of people don't even want it because uh, you start shifting very fast. Wow. So, yeah, a friend of mine... Here in Calgary, she works with different modalities and she uses uh, traditional sound healing through tuning forks and stuff like that. But she also teaches holy, holy, well. uh, holy Fire oh. Karuna Reiki. I don't know if, if you ever heard really? of that one. It sounded like it's a, no, there's new it's a, fairly, new, a fairly new modality. Yeah. 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 So, what do you guys do besides podcasts? I mean, are you healers and teachers or? I'm no. an iron worker. <laughs> Sorry? I'm an iron worker. Well, wow, that's cool. That's very grounded. And that's what we need. You know, we really need uh, the grounded spiritualization. So a lot of people in the spiritual movement are space cadets and it's all about heaven on earth. So it means the grounded energy, you know, it's very, very important not just to be in higher dimensions, but to be here now because we are bringing down this light and we are the light, you know, so we have the photonic energy and the solar flares and all these things, wonderful things, and our DNA is activating into 12 uh, DNA helix. So this junk DNA that the scientists are talking about is not junk DNA. However, the grounding is just, you know, the most crucial part. I think uh, actually my wife is a healer. She's That's what they told her at the Moon Lodge. <laughs> She's working towards that. She's actually been yeah. wanting to get into Reiki, but... Uh, is there a method, you think, or a certain practice that's better than others? I mean, is there a lot of charlatans out there, or is it pretty easy to just go find somebody? Well, I think that, you know, when the student's ready, the teacher appears, and as long as her attention and intention is in receiving the right teacher, that will happen. 
you know, when I taught in Denmark, my student uh, team in who helped to, me to be my organizer to bring, you know, modalities there for the first time in current time, such as advanced sound wave energy and Reiki energy mastery that goes beyond Tibetan and Yusui Reiki. She waited for years till she met me because many Reiki teachers came to her, but they weren't the right one. And as a result, you know, we brought that modality for Denmark and Sweden, uh, many modalities for the very first time, you know, because that was all meant to be. So, yeah, you know, just uh, to be intuitive about these things, you, you get a, you know, you, you just know. Uh, and I think it's important for people now to realize that it's time to come out of believing into feeling and into intuition. And how do we do that? Through being quiet, through being still, through connecting to nature, through dancing and singing and being childlike and connecting to the divine child within and mm -hmm. mainly through breathing and mm -hmm. through things like Reiki and these high energy books, such as the Three I've Channeled or Barbara Marciniak's books or Barbara Han Clow's books, you know, high energy books that go beyond just the intellectualization of the truth, because that's not going to get anybody anywhere, because the mind can't understand higher frequency. And to come out of the mind, we, we need these things I've just mentioned, humor, you know, and, and, and then we connect to the heart in a grounded fashion. And that's when all the magic happens for everybody. Then everybody can channel, everybody can see past, present, future, and we can collapse time and become the multidimensional beings that we are. So I'm very much in 3D, but I'm also in 4D, I'm in 5D and beyond. And ultimately, we have Mahamudra, which is Shunya, which is nothingness, which is zero point which is the black hole energy, which is the nothing energy of the goddess, which is the divine womb from which planets and universes come forth and we can co-create amazing vistas in the time to come. So, you know, we all have free will. What are we going to choose? This is crucial. Are we going to, you know, get mesmerized with everything that's wrong and keep making more and more things get worse by putting our attention on that? Or are we going to shift our attention and take baby steps to co-creation, celebration, simplicity? Simplicity is going to be a key in 2016. Grounded simplicity. Does Reiki have a range? Uh, I don't understand. What, what do you mean by that? Like, can you Reiki people from afar? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In Reiki 1, you, you learn hands-on Reiki for yourself and others. Yeah, no, I don't believe two. you, Grab. Sorry. <laughs> he doesn't believe me when I tell him this stuff, so he needs to hear it and, from you. And and in Reiki level two, you learn long distance healing. So right now I can send I'm can you feel my energy at all? I'm sending you grounded energy right now. Here we go. Chokure, 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 seheki, 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 which is for balance and peace. And Om Shanti, 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 from Karuna Reiki for peace. So I don't know if you feel that slightly. Don't space out too much when you won't be able to do the show. <laughs> All right, so coming back into the body here now. And um, so, yeah, that's level two. Then level three, you study psychic surgery and you get more sacred geometrical symbols for, for deeper healing. And then at the master level, you, you, you get further symbols and you learn how to initiate others into Reiki then in Karuna Reiki, there are eight, 12 different symbols uh, for compassionate action, for groundedness, for past life healing, for addiction, for all sorts of things. It's, it's really powerful. 
And then in the different Egyptian streams, you have, um, you know, as I, I just told you about Sekimolia. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, like all the New York best-selling authors like Deepak and all, they've done a powerful job out there. But I think most people, it would be just really wonderful if they stopped just thinking there's only one way. You know, that there's only rebirthing or there's only Reiki or there's only advanced sandwich energy therapy or there's only quantum physics. You know, we have to begin to understand the different colors of the universe and have appreciation and also broaden our base. That doesn't mean, you know, going out there and just filling up with too much stuff, mm -hmm. but just being open to different ways through our feeling body, you know. And our gut. So what what about like a typical basic practice that especially men or, or the male energy can do to get out of their head and into their heart? Because I think that's the hard the hard part is people, you know, you try yeah. to get them to meditate and they're like, oh, I can't slow my mind down or I can't meditate because they feel like they're they're not doing it properly because they can't slow their mind down. Like, and uh, to me, mindfulness is the is the the probably the best type of meditation that helps you recognize your thoughts like that you're not your thoughts like the whole you know the, yeah, the whole, whole Eckhart Tolle the thing whole, and all that. the who am I question or what am I you know uh, it's very powerful so yeah you know you just put your hands on your heart and you ground yourself so you go under a tree or you you know just just lie on the floor or whatever it is and you breathe and you connect to the heart energy and and um Again, you know, we we just said it, all these different things like being in nature, being grounded, making spaces, stopping activity, getting away from gizmos for a while, you know, connecting to the heart energy, connecting to books like The Divine Mother Speaks, The Healing of the Human Heart, mm -hmm. connecting to Karuna Reiki, connecting to any healer that you're guided to go to, connecting to high energy beings that are that are working with heart energy, you know, like myself, even just seeing a picture of me can help people. Not because it's me, but because there's heart energy there, you know, or the energy of Mahavatar Babaji is heart energy, or the energy of Amaji, you know, or the energy even of Mahatma Gandhi or Nelson Mandela, you know, they have heart energy. So there are different ways in which different people can do that. But, and also through, you know, now it's all out there in, on Facebook and everywhere, isn't it? Uh, the, the, all these podcasts that we do are for free. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, uh, people right. like people like Laura Eisenhower and myself, we hold we hold high frequency of the Divine Mother Goddess energies. You know, and there's so many, so many waking up to these energies now. And just being with a good woman can help if she's really connected to our heart. Now, obviously, women are having the same problem as well as men, right? Right. Well, yeah, but, they, <laughs> but it seems like they're more open to it. It seems like. Yeah. Women in general are more open That's to like, incredibly we, we, sexist. Well, no, it's not. We just, we just. I mean, we had this author on about angels. She did this huge book on angels and all that too. And I just, I seem like, I feel like women are just more open to this, this energy, this, uh, this being a reality. This like angels, uh, all this other, this archetypal stuff. I, I think guys are just sort of more stuck in in their physical universe of, I don't want to get let's, too deep into uh, that. Let's, let's, let's just put our feet on the floor for a second, okay? Uh -huh. And let's just take a deep breath and a long breath out. And now we're going to chant Mayurma, which is the uh, powerful symbol for, sacred geometrical symbol for opening the heart. 
And let's just send this energy out to everybody and whoever wishes to receive it within free will will. And once it's there, it's just a reconnection of their heart energy and it'll begin to open up okay. in a time capsule over time for everybody that's listening. And they can re-listen re to this. And it's not voodoo. It's within their free will and higher good. And uh, and obviously, you know, if you're on, on a tube in London, you know, don't start opening up like that. <laughs> you know, do it in, in safe spaces. But this energy now will be in all of you forever within a time capsule. So let's just take a deep breath in. Mayurma, Mayurma, Mayurma. Eternal pearl of wisdom and love, shining everlasting waters of love. Eternal pearl of wisdom and love. My Irma, my Irma, my Irma, Earth, Earth, Earth. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Do you feel a bit of that expansion? Wow, yes. That was beautiful. I got the shivers and like I felt really relaxed. It's there. like that, what is it, the 432? Can you? That's the ohm level. Yeah, that was beautiful. Oh, yeah. Let's let's just now ground this energy. Take a moment, everybody, and all our listeners, beautiful listeners, to ground this energy and take a moment now to to, to put your palms on your heart and say, I love myself. I honor myself. God, Goddess, dwell within me as me. I am that I am. I am that I am as never before. And so it is. I am that I am as never before. Total love and the intelligence of my grounded heart energy. And I move forward in love and trust and knowingness. I move forward in a grounded, loving, trusting, knowing way. Moment to moment, I am that I am. I am safe. I am enough. I am okay. And I'm multidimensional. Om Namah Shivaya, which means I love myself. I honor myself. God, Goddess, dwell within me as me, or infinite consciousness, infinite intelligence, infinite knowingness. <laughs> nice, thank you. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that as well. I'm glad we recorded that. <laughs> I've been meaning okay. to kind of get a new mantra for my practice. So, if you guys can read my third book, it's on Kindle as well. Yeah. The Shiva Shiva speaks conversations with Mahavata Babaji. It's really powerful transmission. Do you have and, a Kindle? Uh, yeah, we do have a Kindle. Yeah, we should do that. Uh, or, or Nook, or also Nook. And um, or ask Sarah and she'll maybe send you copies so we can do another show on whichever one you're guided to. Sure, yeah. Uh, what What are you doing um, these days now that you've got the, this movies out? All your books are out. Um, you're you're back in the UK. What do you have planned? Yeah, my mother passed over uh, earlier in in the middle of last year, and uh, so I've been you know I've got to go to India and deal with you know problems in the family to do with money and 
yeah. not, which is not much fun. But um, I've been doing a lot of dancing in the last five months because my mother was a singer and a dancer. And uh, I'm doing something called Biodanza. Check it out. B-I-O-D-A-N-Z-A. I don't know if it's in Canada. It should be. But there was this guy called Rolando Toro, and he was a philanthropist and uh, like myself. And he discovered that through singing and dancing, people got well in hospital. Oh. And then he then he discovered that most people got better, even people that were so-called well. And he got depressed because he realized, he felt he realized that even people that are so-called well aren't really well because they were getting better as well. <laughs> and as as the shamans say, you know, when, if you're depressed, when did you stop singing? When did you stop dancing? When did you stop telling stories? Now, the system is really powerful. It's got five streams, you know, affectivity, which is the emotional body, sexuality, which is really important, creativity, trans- transcendence, and uh, there's one more, vitality. And uh, it, you, you, you know, the, there are encounters and the circle and caress and touch and, you know, the love of the mother and... Um, it's just a very powerful system. So I've been doing a lot of that in the last five months. But, you know, social media, I'm just out there, uh, you know, sharing information and doing my philanthropic work and uh, doing morphogenic healing for the planet out of London, England, um, Kensington, which is, a, you know, like an epicenter of the planet, and uh, doing radio shows and um, uh, spending time in nature, holding the frequency of being. So really some of us that are the pioneers are holding energy of just sitting in parks and sitting in nature and sending that energy for the planet to slow down, to, to, to be still, to know, to be simple, to, to, to from that space then to co-create, you know. And I've done about 100 paintings in the last year as well. Oh, nice. I'd love to. So, I'd love to learn more about that singing and dancing thing. That's it's it's something that's so hard for me to. Yeah. the dance of life. Rolando Toro. He passed away last year, I think it was. But this has become an international movement, and it is just you. You, you do an an hour and a half of this. Uh, I I am going up th- three times a week. Plus this weekend, I missed because I had all the radio shows. Mm-hmm. But. Um, you, you do even just a one and a half hour class and you just come out absolutely in a bliss state. Wow. I've done Besides some Osho, uh, I've done some Osho yeah. movement meditations and dancing meditations yeah. and stuff, yeah. which is kind of yeah. similar. It sounds similar, but yeah, no, this, this, the, 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 this one is uh, practiced a lot in Osho ashrams across the globe. And uh, when I'm in Delhi, hopefully I'll go to Zorba the Buddha and maybe be lucky to find some bad answer there. Wow, but nice. um, I'm hoping to take it to other countries. I'm not a teacher of that yet. I'd, it takes three years to to study it because he brought a lot of different streams into that, you know, shamanism and uh, Tai Chi, all kinds of stuff in there, and uh, transcendence and the biocentric system. So it's it's extremely powerful. I, I hope to make a film on Biodanza one day. Um, but you know, there's a lot lot of different things, aren't there? When you once you start getting creative, you don't know yeah, where to stop. Exactly. I'm I'm just like between radio and film and dance and art and uh, and I hope that my life is is an example for everybody to have the permission to do these things and of course then people say well how do you finance yourself and you know my money's running out now from all selling everything I have and living in hotels eight years but I just know that when you've given your all to the universe don't you feel it it it, it will continue to support that yeah I agree if you're on your path I think that. Yeah. Uh, 
You should have the faith that it'll all work out. Maybe Grammatica yeah. is in the path. We are on the path. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah. I mean, we, we have all these different topics we want to talk about. So I know what you mean. It's like, and I'm a bit of a spiritual seeker myself. So I've, I have all these things I want to want to do and learn. Uh, and so it's just sometimes it's uh, it's overwhelming. So your listeners are generally um, healers and people like that, or people from all walks of life? I think it's pretty well-rounded. I mean, we've done quite a few shows on healing, uh, but uh, we talk about all kinds of crazy stuff on here, like, uh, you know, UFOs and a con- little, little bit of the same stuff you were talking about. Little, It, it, it can't help but get conspiratorial. Um, so it's kind of like alternative news and fringe science and stuff like that. So. Right. But very, very open-minded, smart, uh, great, great listeners, like great people. So, and we talk a lot about personal experiences. They, they send us emails with their synchronicities and their, their sightings. And, and it's just a good, uh, it's great to feel like part of a community of people that can openly talk about this stuff that's been ridiculed for the last few decades. Yeah, it's an exciting time we're in, isn't it? It's wonderful work you guys are doing. Yeah, I can really feel your energies and, uh, you're definitely in the zone, so don't doubt how you feel. And uh, I think that, you know, the more people do what we're doing, you know, the, the more all these ignorance will start dissipating on this planet. And um, and that that is a key to people waking up now because we don't know what we don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think until that's... we know it, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, thanks. And all your... Uh... Your travels and your research and uh, for the movie and talking to people, how, did you run into much uh, crossover with psychedelic substances? No. <laughs> Short answer. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I've kept away from that stuff. For, uh, I've never even smoked hash or anything in my life. I, uh, <clears throat> I do smoke. I chain smoke, but I don't inhale, so... I don't know what that's about, and that's only started in the last... Uh, I didn't do it when I was much younger at all. And I don't drink much, so... Um, I just find you get pretty high just on energy and uh, nature and uh, breathing and, and creating and dancing and singing and so on. And, uh, you know, doing shows and um, sharing, yeah. you know. I get really high on sharing whatever it is. Um, so... I think some some one of the key problems right now is that in the Western world, particularly, we're also isolated, aren't we? And in, and the the technology is wonderful, but it also isolates us further, doesn't it? In a way, and uh, that's why doing stuff like Badanza or Reiki and all these things it brings you connects you to people and bodies as opposed to just machines and uh, connecting just through uh, technology, which is wonderful, but. It needs to be balanced out, doesn't it? Because yeah, Wi-Fi, yeah. the Pleiadians are saying the Wi-Fi is really bad for us. So, mm. um, Yeah, there's nothing that. like being in a room when you're meditating with a group of people. The energy there is definitely different than yeah. trying to do this stuff online. You got to yeah, do that I mean, tonight, don't you? I do do that tonight, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to thank you lots for coming on. It was great chat, lots to talk about, and we'll have all these links um, in the show notes to the movie and to this other stuff we talked about. Is there anything else yeah, you feel like uh, you want to say? Uh, well, as I, as I said, you know, if people can check out my books uh, on RashmiKilnani.com, that they really help to shift people and uh, connect to the, the Reiki Energy Mastery website just so that they can connect to what's out there in modalities and, and then find teachers near them, you know, yeah. that if, they, if something speaks out to them uh, in particular, particular path, 
because there's so many different ones. And um, and to watch this film, you know, and to share it with others so that we can, you know, bring peace on this planet, which is just so important. Uh, and to stay in touch with me on uh, on Facebook, Rashmi Kalnani, and I've got pages for the Divine Mother Speak, Buddha Speaks, Shiva Speaks, I, God, and also Rashmi Kalnani. Um, and I hope we can maybe later do another show on one of the books that you might be guided to do. I mean, I recommend the Divine Mother or the Shiva Speaks because Shiva Speaks is all about the destruction of the lower octave or the recreation of the higher octaves, which is, you know, we're all going through intense change right now, as we know, and how to, to deal with that through this Shiva wisdom right? Um, and of truth, simplicity and love. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on your show and I'm sending you many, many blessings from London. Yes, thank you. Yeah, very thank much. you. Yeah, have a good night. Stay connected. Okay, yeah. we will. Okay, Namaste. thanks, Rashmi. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. Namaste. Bye. Our chat with Rashmi Kalmani. Is that right? Rajmi. Rajmi Kalmani. Looking nailed it. What'd you think, buddy? Hey, it was great. Yeah, she was a blast to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. I like those high energy conversations. Yeah, they're good. She was very, uh, yeah, she's a fast talker, which I love. You do? We I had like two fast talkers that day. Yeah. Her and Mike Cleland, which we'll release next week. Yeah, Mike was faster than I remembered him being fast. But yeah, she she was uh, she was very very interesting. I, I'm gonna look for her books. Uh, hopefully, I can find them on audio at some point. I really have a hard time reading. I I just have zero time to read. Really, make time. Well, yeah, I do. I try, but it's so much easier on audio. Maybe a lunch break. I don't take a lunch break. <laughs> Dinner break. Yeah. But did uh, Connor Habib did that a book a day for six weeks? He read a book a day? A book a day, yeah. How could you do that? How I, could you read a book a day? I don't think he has to work every day. <laughs> I guess no, but even still, like. Yeah, you can read a book in five or six hours. For sure. Yeah, guaranteed. That's, gotta, that's some focus, man. No, it's not. It's just fucking called reading. should be able to read like unless it's a huge monster of a book but you can read a three 300 page book in fucking four or five hours if you just sit down and do it not yeah. fucking yeah you know be just constantly distracted seconds. pick up your phone go to the bathroom you know if you just sit there and read you can plow through it make it like your job mm-hmm. like nick says about his writing right 
Yeah. He's like, well, I just, I'm a writer, but I do it nine to five every day. Yeah. Sit down and write something. Yeah. Rick Nedfern. Rick Nedfern. The one and only. We should have him on again sometime. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. I haven't had him on and be going on three years. Yeah. Pretty quick here. What are we only three months away from our three year anniversary? Holy four shit. months. Yeah. yeah. Four months. Five months. <laughs> so, <laughs> half a year. <laughs> All right, guys, I think that about wraps it up. As always, check out the support page and help keep uh, the show going. America.ca slash support. Uh, sign up for a buck a month. That's fuck all. Sign up for five bucks a month. That's about a buck a show. Sign up for 30 bucks a month. Be the first one. Sign up for the newsletter. Sign your friends up for the newsletter. America.ca slash news. Uh, review the show wherever you can. Share the show wherever you can. Tell your friends about the show. Spam. Ram. So many friends. So many enemies. So little time. Slaving secrecy Inside we breathe Inside it's love Dreams Inside relief Consuming everything Forever, forever, forever Plastic blazes, plastic hearts with electronic things in hands. Forever, forever, forever. It's amazing. The shepherd, the shepherd, the shepherd is hurting us. Backwards, backwards, backwards. Him, I gotta trust.